0: I'm Dr. Gene Hempster For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions.
1: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, May 16th, 2020.
2: Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on radio. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Nick Antonucci and none other than our founder. And uh, I, uh, what are you no, no, not, no, no, Dr. Gene? No, am no, 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 here. <laughs>
0: he's,
3: he's so much that you can't even get it all out. Well, well I mean, what, he, he is. Grand Whatever. All wonderful go. things. We'll
0: call you that. Um, I, Troy, I burn my hands because the earnings are just that hot yeah, off of the printer.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I like to get you fresh. Uh late paperwork. breaking news <laughs> that's right uh, <laughs> okay. so so Dr. Gene's giving me a little bit of grief because I got him numbers right at the last minute maybe two minutes from the show start well, that bad, but that's
0: good because they are right, right up to date
2: there we go alright so uh, year to date we have got an S&P 500 that is down 11.46% uh, the only positive sector is information
3: technology which let's note that up until today, as of yesterday, the Nasdaq had gone positive for the uh, year. For right. the year, well, technology, right? The Nasdaq
0: right? had gone positive yesterday.
3: Yeah, it, uh, it was either Wednesday or Tuesday. But this week, the Nasdaq had gone positive yep. for wow. the for the year-to-date period. Yep. Yeah, a little bit of a. Uh, interesting. We have... Um, which, as you <clears> mentioned, uh, tech's up 1.22%, which is a... Pr- I mean, you could kind of use that as a proxy if you're looking at, at the NASDAQ. Yeah, the no S&P doubt. Sector.
2: It, when you look at the 12-month, uh, so the one-year returns, we're up 2.22%. Um, and uh, technology is up 26.1%. So, you know, in the, in the face of
3: the coronavirus pandemic, um, we are still up from where we were 1 year ago. Yeah, wow. it's D- unbelievable. Despite I don't think despite, despite unbelievable. earnings being down 7.39%. You say you don't you don't think it'll last? Yeah, I
0: I I I find don't you find Yeah, I I can't make sense of
3: it. There there's some sort of di- I mean, I get all the stimulus, everything that the Fed is doing. However, I j- I just can't make sense of if you had re- rewound to 1 year ago today and told us that we're going to face a pandemic, uh, GDP in the first quarter was going to be down 4.8%. I, unemployment was going to spike above 15%. You're going to tell me I could get out 1% ago? I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yet here, yet here we sit higher with earnings down
2: 7.39%. Well, that's the other thing. Uh, we're... Uh, most of the way through,
3: we're about what? Yeah, 90, there's like 90 like 30 companies left to report in the yeah, S&P 500. Yeah,
2: 90% of the way through the S&P 500 second quarter or first quarter earnings. Um, we're just now getting through all that. Um, earnings surprise is now positive. The sales surprises, um, sales were 1% better than analysts expected. Earnings were 0.68% better than analysts expected. But earnings growth year to date...
3: That's also being skewed by energy.
2: Seven point three nine percent. You're right. Uh, energy, um, energy is uh, is relatively flat uh, based on that. But look at financials down thirty five percent. Look at earnings look at, percent earnings. look at
3: earnings surprise on on energy though. Oh, okay. It's well, up a yeah. hundred. It's it's surprised a hundred fifty percent. So that's skewing yeah, largely no the, the data there.
2: Yeah but uh you know if you look at consumer discretionary so the
0: surprise was positive 149% for the, the energy, energy
2: sector. sector
0: for the energy sector that's what i'm looking at
2: yeah sales surprise but, but barrel
0: or what?
3: <laughs> what what do you think q2 is going to look like though
2: well yeah i we've had uh, it's the energy is unbelievable right now just yeah. just how in the world do you make sense out of that? Uh, we are starting to see oil prices rise. Uh, it seems as though uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia have now agreed to uh, turn the spigot back a little bit. Yeah, um, 10%. And and not only Cuts that, we are seeing a little bit of a rise in demand. Um,
3: yes, there's, you know, a, there's an increase back.
0: in usage, and I think that will continue.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you would assume those things open back up. It's just the natural progression there. Right, and, um, you
2: know, I, I've talked about it quite a bit, but um, it, the the price of crude oil right now is not sufficient to uh, sustain um, the governments of Saudi Arabia and Russia, which, you know, both of them uh, get quite a bit of uh, of their earnings and revenues from that source so um, not going to be surprising to uh, to to see that continue to grow Um, but uh, definitely been real strange Uh, probably the worst of the bunch Uh, like I was saying earlier financials with a negative 21 percent surprise and negative 35 percent earnings growth and by the way Earnings in financials have all been reported for first quarter. So, uh, final number negative 35%. There, um, we're not fully through consumer discretionaries, but it's down 25%.
3: Yeah, how I mean, are that, banks, how
0: are banks going to make any money, guys?
3: I, I, you know, that's kind of been <laughs> our our argument for quite some time now. You know, people who who invest in our portfolios will have seen that that you know earlier in the year. We, we sold off basically the last of the banking exposure we had in our main portfolio, right? both in equity income and in large cap. And it was very, very underweight relative to the market before that because we've been in this time of, of wondering how banks were going to make money going forward. Right, yeah. Interest rates are really
2: low. Um, you know, I I'm, there there was some talk that uh, demand never really came back from exactly. 07 and 08.
3: So you don't have loan demand. Then you have net interest margins that are – Getting yeah, more and tiny. more compressed, right? They they don't pay you anything on their on your passbook
2: savings, but there's still nothing left when they're right. finished. So uh, and it's the just other difficult. side of
0: it is banks have not been friendly to their customers.
2: Many have not. You're right. They
0: have. What have the banks done recently? Well, they screwed up being able to get money for the for the government program because they weren't equipped for small business loans.
2: Right? right. Yeah, mid-sized uh, businesses uh, seem to two, get most of the Two, what they're doing the today round.
0: is they're cutting back on credit to people who are not even applying for loans. Right. So they they're, they're calling people up, and I'm just and they're saying to them, "Well, you know that line of credit you had for two hundred thousand bucks, we've cut it to a dollar <laughs> So the question is, don't use is, it all it, in one place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, so the question becomes also. Is, is that when things do turn around, am I going to do business with my bank? Yes. And if it's, if, it's, if it's one of the big five or six, the answer is going to be absolutely no for a small businessman.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I was talking to someone recently, and I think there's a big opportunity for the smaller banks to, to really take I, I, a lot I, of these deposits and these relationships, because they did such a better job for these small businesses yeah, in Nikki, working through the process. I, I, I'm, I'm
0: not going to promote the bank that we deal with, but they have been super... And they're a smaller local bank. Yeah. And they have been absolutely incredible. They're everything that was supposed to be in the relationship and the reason you take your money there. And we are personally, as a business, and personally severing any ties we have with big banks. We are going to take every bit of our business and get it away from it. We don't have much left there because we've been... I'll be frank with you. We've been lied to by bankers more often than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. If you think used car salesmen are slippery,
3: and those people, are long-standing relationships too, I know you know one that we've are, had here. That we've had a long with. I've never been in a
0: situation where they agree on a loan, and then they come back four days later and say, "Well, we can't do that." Yep. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I'm Difficult, thinking, but I, I I'm sure I can. I bet there's 100 people that I know who have the same opinion of the big banks.
3: I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, we talk about the disconnect, Troy. Kind of worked through some of the data from the week. Obviously, last yes. Friday we had the employment situation. Um, we saw 20.5 million jobs lost in April. Um, across all major industries, saw the unemployment rate increase to 14.7%.
2: Yeah, Goldman Sachs is saying that couldn't reach 25. 25% percent. unemployment wow. rate. I think it's going to be relatively... They're saying 25% unemployment? They are, yeah. but
0: yeah. well, you know what? They're talking, quote, the real unemployment.
2: Uh, yeah, that They're be. talking
0: about people who have dropped out of the job market. Yeah, et that's et even noted here in this all report. About, all about the number that no one talked about for the first three months of the year. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk unemployment like you think of unemployment. And I and I it's gonna be less than twenty five percent.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Right now insured unemployment, which is uh, you know, those that had jobs and, and uh haven't had this chronic long term uh out of work status is around it's uh twelve point four right now. Uh well it was last week. It's fifteen and a half as you as you look. And I really don't think that uh this is gonna be persistent long term. Uh I, I'm almost Positive we're not going to go back to 3.5% unemployment. I, I, think,
0: I think that anybody who has been let go has applied for unemployment.
2: I think you're probably right. I think and, it was a surprise this now week to see that 3 million. The question I'm going to
0: have is that when um, Joe's Bakery up the street is going to open the doors and tells uh, Jim the baker to come back to work, and he says, I don't want to come back to work. Uh, he's going to get his plug pulled, and he's not going to get his $600. Bucks, right. Correct. At least if he's in Georgia. Right. And will that take him off the unemployment rolls?
2: That will. Yeah, if you're no longer qualified, you're you're not going to be insured unemployed.
0: So I think that the, all the numbers point to, just the numbers, point to them going down.
2: Yeah, I, I would expect so. I would expect so. It's, and it's, I
0: suspect that we're going to see a lot of... People changing employers, for example, um, I can go make, what, three ninety nine a week or 2 99 a week?
2: Yeah, I think working it's...
0: Working for somebody else other than my guy?
2: Right, yeah, just uh, temporary employed, right.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a, these numbers are going to be funky. Uh,
2: for a little while, you're right. I, yeah, I think until little, probably, probably high, for, the end of July.
0: Yes, and it, right. And then all that fades away, and we'll start to get a clearer picture. So it's going to be a while, but my best guess is more people are going back to work. And uh, they certainly aren't driving around at noon, I will tell you that. But that's yeah. the only time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. You can drive at 8 in the morning, and there's no one on the road, but at noon, everybody's going to lunch. Yeah, I'm I sure hear it.
2: Right. <laughs> all right, well, let's take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk some more. Financial numbers, economics, and various other things. You're listening to Money Talks. Stick around.
0: How can you see to my eyes like
3: open doors? It's
2: impossible to know the future.
0: But if things... Money. Slow down. It helps to be prepared. This, this is Money Talks.
2: We're back You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dr. Gene Hensler and Nick Antonucci, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, we've we've talked a lot about the economy. We know uh, as businesses open back up, we're not sure exactly what we're going to see. There's one. Uh, article that I, I ran across this week that uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, there's a restaurant um, in uh, the name of it is the Inn at Little Washington. It's in Virginia. Um oh, that's a
0: very very posh, fancy place.
2: Yeah. Well, they have decided that since they have to distance uh, clientele, you know, uh, during this new uh, during our new reality, I guess we'll call it, uh, they did, they thought it might be awkward just to have empty seats, so they have gotten
3: mannequins, and they're going to seat mannequins. <laughs> oh, you mannequin, that's, that's not heard, awkward. I was that
0: place, but that's sort of neat, isn't it?
3: Yes. We didn't want you to feel uncomfortable being away from people, so we put mannequins next to you. That should make you feel more comfortable.
2: <laughs> that
3: blow-up doll. Yeah. yeah.
2: Either one. Yeah, uh, I just thought that it was really a. I mean, you got to give it to people in general, right? When they're not being a pain in your butt, they uh, they can well, be pretty creative. You know, creative. That, you know
0: yeah. I I'm, a, I'm a, I'll tell you that may that may sound stupid, but I haven't been to a new restaurant yet. But I can imagine with booths xed out and with seats turned upside down, you know, and all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. It's gonna feel much more uncomfortable with that than it is. Oh, the dining room's half full. Right.
2: <laughs> before you
0: before You're our anybody was
3: reservation for the night and we're
2: already half full. First diner with the pulse. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was creative. I, I like I that. do
0: too. Yeah. I do
2: too. Anyway, uh well we wanted to talk a little a uh, little about the uh uh, the market. I mean, obviously, we, we came into this talking a good bit about the economy and returns. Uh, but, um, you know, we do have a situation we wanted to run through. What's going on with the market? Uh, so this past week, the Dow shed 2%. Uh, we had the Fed come out and talk about, uh, economic conditions are, are not Uh, as as bright as might seem, a lot of uncertainty, no doubt. Um, and and the benchmarks, you know, the market benchmarks actually traded off pretty hard on uh, Jerome Powell's news. And um, you know, if you if you think about things, uh, there's Jerome Powell is
0: the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, the the lack of clarity still remains uh, in how we come out of this. Obviously, you know, restaurants are just starting to talk about opening. It was middle of uh, this past week, yeah, that uh, we've seen barbers actually open. And uh, they've been allowed to for the last couple of weeks in Georgia. But uh, I think a lot of them stayed closed. Dr. Gene, you talked about part of it. I think the government response and the fact that uh individuals get that extra six hundred dollars for having no job has gotten many of them not uh, in a huge rush to get off the off the couch, but um you Well know. the
0: owners of restaurants, you know, it it's uh, the the problem has been is is that it's one thing to open your doors and it's another thing for people to show up. Right. Sure. And people are very leery to go out. I know a couple of owners of restaurants who have, were opening, going to be open every day, whenever I decided they we were only, only going to be open, you know, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. You know, that's when they were doing the majority of the business. And I think for an awful lot of people, as we well know, it's difficult to run a restaurant with 50% or 30% of capacity uh, whenever. In order to make money, restaurants have to run to make a profit. Restaurants have to run eighty, ninety percent, or they go out of business. and And what we're seeing is all these restaurants who say, "Well, we're just not going to open up."
2: Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I mean, if you're going to have to distance uh, folk diners, I guess uh, the, how in the world are you going to run at eighty or ninety percent? It's it's going to be nearly impossible. So you know, being able to to uh, be profitable in the in the reopen
3: might make it really and and um, I I've unattractive. Just being out walking around um, in the city, you know, some places have opened for for you know in in Dine restaurant in. dining, but what a lot have started doing. I guess the city probably okayed this, but. They've moved tables outside on the sidewalk.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. So was, you have a
3: lot more outdoor seating than you gonna,
0: have. I was going to mention that they can get they can seat an awful lot of people outdoors. Right. Our uh, our our uh, Marietta Country Club has done it. They basically have walk up dining, mm-hmm. and you go out and sit on a little lawn where they can spread these tables way apart from each other, and it still gives you a festive kind of a thing. And uh, I've driven by a couple places, and outdoors was was. Was pretty doggone busy. Yeah,
3: last night I was, I was walking back, and I, there's a restaurant right outside my door, and they've they have a patio, but they've actually taken more tables and expanded outside their fence onto just the common sidewalk.
0: Well, wouldn't you feel ten times more comfortable doing that than
3: walking Absolutely. Insi- inside? Absolutely, they were they were well, and I still haven't gone out and eaten in a restaurant or anything like that, but. Uh, they were really? very, they were very well spaced out on the outside and, and everything, and that's what I think it's going to take to really get people to to return to that kind of normalcy. Yeah, well, I, I we, we talked right.
0: about the McDonald's and the guys with drive-throughs who survived very well. And yeah, starting to open up some of the inside, but that's been successful. Yeah, one, I, of, the, one of the things I was uh, some numbers that I I found very interesting. Uh, guys, was how few companies have cut their dividends.
2: Yeah, that's uh, you would expect that you would have seen more of that.
3: Now, I I would assume a lot of these are probably in energy. So you've had 33 uh, S&P of 100 companies suspend their dividend. Um, Consumer discretionary. Out of
0: 500. so Uh, That's really, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The thing for me, though, is what is the next quarter look like is there some ah, sort of a so lag factor going to be
0: that these but you don't think that these people were looking ahead i think they were but
3: maybe didn't
0: didn't Hanging
3: anticipate on. anticipate the shutdown uh, lasting as long as it did oh. um but um, could be wrong i hope i'm wrong um but i would expect that there's probably going to be more to come yeah,
0: I would have thought it would have been higher than that.
3: That's less than 10%. Yeah, now they just
2: yeah. called it a suspension of dividend for 33 companies, and then 12 actually cut their dividend. So, uh, you know, that, and Nick pointed oh, it out. Would you define the difference
0: between a suspension and a cut?
2: Well, yeah. A cut is they're going to continue paying it at a lower rate for the unforeseen future. Yep.
0: Uh, and the suspension is we are not paying it Bring it, for it back?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's what I would expect. A suspension is we're not paying it this quarter. Uh, we very well will bring it back in, in the next few quarters at a similar rate.
3: And I think you're starting to see dividend growth. You're starting to see the expectations for that change as well because I know, you know, I update our equity income portfolio. Yes. And if you'd have asked me a year ago, I'd say that the, the gro- dividend growth rate on our portfolio is probably about 8%. And that's come all the way down to about five and a half, five point seven five 5.75%. Now, you still get an attractive dividend yield. You're getting. Yeah,
2: 422 in that portfolio. Exactly, I more than 4%. Yeah.
3: But the dividend growth growth expectations have come down.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and and it's something that we we watch closely. We have been bitten by that though. Uh Royal Dutch Shell who had uh paid a dividend since 1945 uh pulled a quick one and and uh cut a dividend that was by all measures well covered yep. 1.3 times. Uh, and again, you know, having a company history of of that, it's uh, it's you usually assume it's unlikely that that's going to happen. And again, uh, we feel like they went to the extreme;
3: they kind of threw right. the kitchen sink.
2: Well, they talk
0: about how, how much did they cut, guys?
3: Uh, they cut it by two thirds. Uh, it's, it's still you know, yielding like four percent. Yeah, it's three
2: point eight, something like that. But uh, they had cut their dividend by by two thirds um, and and they do intend to continue paying that, but uh like I say the thing it was strange is when you heard management talk about it during their uh, their earnings release um, they talked about the fact that they believe energy is is it was almost like that uh uh thermal talk you know that we used to hear eight ten years ago uh, you know. Where energy was not going to be sustainable in the long run, uh, fossil fuels were going away, and we were going to see uh, more electric cars and, and that sort of talk. So uh, they talked about long-term demand being damaged from this, and maybe you know we're talking about that in commercial real estate too. Uh, are we are we saying that uh, the days of the bumper-to-bumper traffic for, uh, morning and evening
3: are, are gone.
2: I, I think that's kind of what too well, interesting was interesting
3: The two interesting, take, interesting takes on that, because like you said, there's that side where more people will work from home. Um, you won't be commuting in as much, but then you have cities like New York where I'm seeing stories where people are going out and purchasing vehicles who live in the city right. because now they're saying they're not going to take public transportation any yep. longer.
2: Well, who was damaged most? It, it was those yeah. areas. Uh, so I think I think it's uh, another one of those spots where we could see it going either way, but we really don't have any clarity on what comes next. But uh, it, you know, it's it's uh, definitely a different time uh, when it comes to those those dividends. It's something that we all rely on. The S and P 500's uh, dividend yield is still right around two percent. At one point at the bottom, I think we got a got a dividend yield of about 2.2 um and then well the companies the companies who have been doing best through this whole thing are
0: companies that are basically are uh, seen as dividend payers otherwise the high tech firms
2: many of them exactly because of because of the fact that we're all uh, basically teleworking yeah so it uh, it has definitely benefited uh, technology as much or more than many of the other businesses. Tell you what, Dr. Gene, let's take a real quick break. A Blake or a break or whichever. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk some more about that. You're listening to Money Talks.
0: best economy we've ever had.
3: And then one day you have to close it
0: down in order to defeat this enemy.
3: When When things things go wrong,
1: wrong,
2: knowledge
3: is his power. This is Money Talks.
2: We're back. I'm Troy Harmon with Dr. Gene Hensler and Nick Antonucci. And, uh, Guys, before we left, we were talking a little about uh, what's going on with the market. Uh, If anyone would like to have their questions answered on air, we'd love to hear from you. You can call our question hotline, uh, numbers 1-855-429-9166. You call that number, you'll get our recorded message. At the sound of the beep, you will uh, give us your question. Uh, We'll play it on the air and answer right behind it. Or you can call and talk to a human being, Kelly Lynn. Uh, You can call 770-429-9166. You can ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show. She'll talk to you and get your question, get it to us. Uh, Or you can email us at drgene at com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, Hensler.com. We've got lots and lots of information that we download onto the website. If it's a broad enough question, you can probably find an answer there. Uh, lately, we've been loading it up with uh, a lot of uh, coronavirus information and the response um our government response and how you might uh, become involved with uh, any of that. A lot of, a lot of good information on the website. com. again, spelled H E N S S L E R.com. Um, so uh, we've seen lots of information this week. We had uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci come out and say that uh, opening up too soon would be oh, a negative.
0: I wanted to talk to you about that.
2: Yeah, let's hear that.
0: I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about, not having your kids in school this fall, I I I, I think I, I think that there could be terrible repercussions. I think there would be less children in this world. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I know people who are going crazy.
3: Parents are going right. to kill
0: us. I sick. mean, who are who are really working a full time job? I can't right.
3: imagine and yeah.
0: teaching their kids and doing all that stuff. Yeah, it, 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 and I'm going to you this right now. I don't care if typhoid fever and and, and and the pox and every other disease in the world was running rampant. Kids will be in school this fall. I, I can't. I mean, I can't
3: imagine. You're right. It's a full-time job, and it's detrimental to both sides. You both. You have a, a, the child who's going to get a lesser quality of education, right? You would assume so. Yeah. And then the burned. parent who's trying to, you know work their job, yeah. provide for their family, and also having to care for a child at the Absolutely. same time. How about yeah. pe And
0: how about people who are getting ahead by going to night school?
3: Yeah. No and, doubt. And,
0: and bringing that up, you want to pay $70,000 for your kid to go to Brown University and take it uh, in his bedroom yeah. on his computer? Online.
3: Well, there's some of these, yeah. these universities that are saying that they're not going to open back up. And I'm like, how can you make that call today?
2: Yeah, it's to me. It seems like way early. Why? Why wouldn't you just? I leave mean, it I know the there's,
3: there's planning and all involved, but you know, we we talk about how this is so difficult for us. And I talk about it with my friends, but I say none of us have children. I can't imagine we have it easy. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. i the... uh,
0: I'm thinking. Let's just say, say for example, uh, um, you have a child and uh, who graduated from a non-graduation because they couldn't walk across the stage in the cap and gown. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's been accepted to Georgia, okay? Accepted to Vanderbilt, right? And is here. Why in the world is they're going to take classes online? Not take them at Kennesaw State.
2: I, I couldn't answer that question. I,
0: it I mean, would it does want, Would you be willing to pay extra money?
3: I would not. Absolutely not. I, I would. I would expect you. You have to pay considerably less because you don't have access to all of the facilities that you have when you when you attend the school as usual. And I, f- and, and, I feel know, personally, it's, it's my learning style, I guess it's different for each, but you get a lesser quality of education when you're not there in class with the participation.
0: Nick, as a college professor for 30-some years, the classroom experience in the interac- in interaction of students and the working together on cases together and that kind of thing uh, is, makes an education sure getting on getting on a, a computer um just doesn't make it and for for lack of a better terms you know there's a reason that uh, uh rich georgia kids go to georgia so they can meet other rich georgia kids and then they all go to law school at harvard why so they can meet yep. rich people at harvard law school yeah and make contacts and those are not. I'm not being. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's one of the reasons. Sure. That you go to some of these schools is because the I'm network. going to be with a bunch of other very smart, rich people. Yeah, yeah. And I'll make contacts.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not the same online networking is hey, is not the same. Hey
0: Walker or um, Mountain High School.
2: Yeah, um, it's. That's precisely what you're talking about. Yep. And, uh, you know, my my kids, actually, I do pay extra to send Finally them to, you do. to a private school. And uh, one of the responses, they've already told us they will be opening August 13th. So they're going to have school. The only thing that they are going to uh, do in response to this is they are going to buy us all insurance, uh, tuition insurance, in case we had to pull our kids out of school. So Uh, that's 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. The kids are gonna buy with your money, though, aren't they? Oh, I'm sure.
3: (laughs) you're gonna buy tuition insurance. Well, no, they're they're actually including it in the tuition. Those kind
2: of thoughts.
0: Those kind of thoughts. You know, and um, uh, Stacy works for us. Has uh, kids. I think in the same school you do. Yeah, they do. And they've been and they've been working them hard. I mean, they really have. Not like they're goofing off. Believe me, I know they're working hard, and it's driving her crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well my kids are a little older than station yeah, but yeah. uh they've uh, they my kids will tell you that uh their work now is as hard maybe a little harder they have lots of homework but they have less in school uh you know in class uh zoom type videos to uh, to go to but you know all that stuff's recorded and and uh their attendance is is uh, mandatory so you know, di- you know the dynamics, I guess, what
0: we're talking about, the dynamics to go back as close as we can to what we had before this are just beating in the background.
3: Yeah. Well, that's going to drive what, you know, we talk about a U-shaped recovery, a V-shaped recovery, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, how quickly can we get back to some sort of normalcy? Yeah.
0: And, and Nick, I'll, I'll ask you this question, is that how important is a, is a restaurant? In in terms of the fact, is if it goes bankrupt, you live in town. How many restaurants have you seen gone gone bankrupt in in the last four or five years you've lived there? And immediately, a week later or two weeks later, there's another restaurant in its place.
3: Yeah, and it's funny you say that. I actually saw an article. I, I don't know what kind of traction it's getting, but they're considering basically these restaurants that fail offering these turnkey permits for the space. So if a restaurant fails a new, you know, owner can go in there and, and set up shop, and they don't have the long process of filing for permits, uh, huh? alco- alcohol per- permits, liquor license, all that sort of thing, where they could come in and just start operating and get the space use it, used again, which I think is a so great I, so idea. I assume
0: you're going to be quitting your job and uh, opening a <laughs> bar and restaurant. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's about <laughs> the worst Nick's. thing I
2: could do. Yeah, Chef Nick's a, a nice Italian boy
3: with a Mexican restaurant, I'm that's sure. Right, that's, what that's right. But but you're, I mean that's it's so important. I miss that the the you know I miss the travel the most. But I miss going out to restaurants and, and getting to be out. Everybody
0: does. I don't know whether yeah. it's a restaurant or but getting together with a bunch of people and sitting around the table and telling lies. Yeah, yeah you know? no
3: doubt. Yeah, I I miss the social
2: aspects as well. No yeah. doubt. Uh, well, we've got a few questions we'd like to cover. I don't know if we'll get this one through, but uh, let's get it started anyway. Uh, Rick from Pow- Powder Springs says uh, I read where Uber is thinking about buying Grubhub. To corner the market on food delivery, aren't both losing money? And how do two negatives yield a positive for a company? I, You know, this is a question that we get quite often. Uh, you'll see these high-flying stocks, and you look at uh, the fundamentals, and they don't earn a dime. Um, but I will tell you that Uber's um, revenue has grown by over 50% for quite a while now. And at some point in time, you assume that uh, those revenues will turn into earnings.
3: I, I love that you went there because now we can have the cliffhanger when I tell you how much that money they made the last two quarters after oh, the break.
2: Yeah, well, that would be awesome. Let's do take a quick break. And when we get back. Because it's, <gasps> oh, I mean. Okay, oh, you, you, keep you, me, can,
0: you can, you
3: can, you can. Yeah, right?
2: you can girl, say money bang, losing. Bang, bang. Money Talks. We'll girl, be right back. Girl, get tweeted, girl, but bang. bang. Hey.
3: This virus, so we don't know. This is Money Talks.
2: We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Dr. Gene Hensler and Nick Antonucci. And uh before we left, Nick teased us about Uber and Grubhub. Uber is planning to buy Grubhub. Just they're came in, out this. They're in talks. Yeah, yeah May twelfth. It's a friendly offer.
3: Um, so you you, well, you mentioned you know fifty percent revenue growth. That's great and all, but the quarter before the pandemic. Uber lost the quarter, 1.1 billion dollars. Yeah, in the quarter most recent Q1 2020, they lost 2.9 billion in one quarter.
2: Return on assets for uh, for Uber negative 32.3 percent. Is that is that that's good? good yeah. yeah. yeah that's uh, what great. about return on equity at 102.9 negative?
0: Well, let, let, let me let me ask let me ask a question. How does Uber make their money? I use Uber. When I'm traveling,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I have a car here. My son uses Uber and uh, with, there's another one.
3: Um, Lyft, probably?
0: All, yes. All the time. Yeah. Okay? They're reasonably priced. I, I, I always felt maybe they were a little bit underpriced, but I assume the company takes a cut of whatever is charged.
3: That's exactly right. Well, how can you lose money? That's what I – like it's not one of these heavily heavy investment type businesses I mean, like in Amazon where you have infra- infrastructure. and yeah. yeah, exactly, Dr. Gene. It's like you have these – a software type business that isn't super asset intensive. Why can they not be profitable? And I, I, I got into this with Troy earlier, and just because they're losing so much money, it's, to me it's one of those things where let, – let's just imagine that this is the web van of, of 2020, Right web band didn't work back in the 90s when they first when they first tried it 2000 yeah, early 2000 food, food delivery now it's obviously working out for Amazon and, and, and Instacart those sorts of things yes maybe this is waiting for the technological change that is autonomous driving where Uber, you know, they purchase the self-driving vehicles, or maybe it's not Uber. Maybe it's, as Troy said, Google, who's heavily involved in autonomous Google, driving.
2: Google owns uh, 4%, I think. And then Uber there's now. no
3: revenue share at that point. But but I agree with you. How are the, I don't understand how they're not making money. So essentially, yeah, you are combining two money-losing entities, and you have Uber Eats, who, who owns 32% of the food delivery business. Grubhub owns about 24% of the share, so you're at 56% market share if, if these two combine. So I don't know if the thought is then they can raise prices, um, but but I, I I doubt very much that that would get regulatory. Back approval. in January,
2: uh, Uber also offered and it's still on the table uh, to buy DoorDash as well. So it looks to me like they're really trying to consolidate this industry. Well, well, doesn't
0: this sound to you like it's your paying, buying people out of the top?
2: Oh, yeah, Um, yeah.
0: I mean, in theory, for every person who goes, who from now on today goes to a restaurant, is one less order for DoorDash or for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're buying
3: at the top of restaurant deliveries. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't seem wise
2: to me. And oh, by the way, we wouldn't recommend any of them because this is similar to the old dot com bubble. Uh, lots and lots of companies that were really popular and a lot of folks used their service, but they weren't—they um, they weren't profitable and never became profitable. About eighty percent of all the companies that ended in .com uh, went bust after yep. 2000. Yep. Uh, yeah,
0: this is not—I don't think this is a smart place to put your money. Although I do use the service. Um, Same here.
3: Same and, uh, here. And
0: I think that's great. Yeah. We have a question from Larry in here. Yeah. So what is exactly going to happen when airlines go bankrupt?
3: This is, this is another good, and I love this because I, I saw um, a friend of mine post something on, on social media saying um, resh, or, um, um, airline stocks are down, is now the time to buy. And I, I told Troy yesterday, I was like, I, I'm so tempted to chime in, I'm not going to. <laughs> it's like, you know, they've gone bankrupt. Uh, Delta went bankrupt, what, in 2005? It's been 15 yeah, it's years not long ago. ago. Like, yeah, let's I not lose sight of. of Yeah, of this being the bottom. And the only
2: people got screwed were their pilots.
3: Right. The equity holders got absolutely. Yeah, the equity holders got wiped out. It's like, why why are you going to do that? Yeah. So
2: it's. I mean, I agree with you, Nick. And as much as uh, the the government might bail them out, the government might take an equity stake. But every time they issue new equity to a a new buyer, you're being uh, you're being diluted. So why would you want to go play that game? And and at the worst, if they do go bankrupt. Um, equity is the very last people to get anything, and not likely to get a dime. Yeah, yeah.
3: and 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 just to kind of the, to complete the question they ask, kind of do they operate through this through like a Chapter Eleven? Most of these, most of these airlines continue to operate through yeah. reorganization. Well,
2: it's a strategic. I mean, there's a reason that our country needs to have airlines, and and they will. Yeah. But you know, the the equity holders are going to be the the uh, ones that get the worst end of the whole deal.
0: I, I'm going to ask the guys a question. Which would be worse, for you to get on a Delta plane today absolutely jam-packed or get on a Carnival Cruise jam-packed?
2: Ooh. I would have to say I don't want to be stuck at sea for an extended I, I would month. agree with Troy. I, I would not get on either one, but if I had to make a choice between just those two things, I'll take the flight.
3: Yeah, I have no, I have no, no plans
2: for a ground, cruise. Right? You're yeah, going to be left at sea. Right. I think, <laughs> I think I would do my best to hold my breath for however long the flight was. <laughs> there you go. I, I, what I'm just
0: saying to you, there were two of the most uh, uh, un- what used to be incredibly exciting. Let's get the whole family on a plane to go to Disney. Right. Now you're going get in the car. Exactly. So dry.
3: Yep. Yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah, it's time to see things in the U.S. again. It's yeah,
0: like what I did with my parents. Now back in the Stone Age,
3: you know. <laughs> That's right. Everybody in the car. <laughs>
0: Everybody That's in the right. car. Taking them Griswolds. That's, That's right. That's
2: right. Well, we've got a question that uh, from from Phil who called into our question hotline. Let's uh, let's take that real quick, Doctor Gene. All right. Here we go.
1: Hi, this is Phil. I wanted to ask you. You were talking about uh transfers from Schwab on your show last week. And I'm looking at the Schwab guarantee here. It says Schwab will cover 100% of any losses in any of your uh, Schwab accounts due to unauthorized activity. So um, if someone just comes in
0: and initiates a transfer from my account, and I did not give them my ID and password, it sounds like it's covered, but that didn't sound like what you were
2: saying last week. Could you discuss this a little further and clarify a bit? Thank you Thank you for the question phil and uh yeah absolutely we can we can uh flesh this out a little bit so uh last week, Bill Lako was talking about the fact that um, you know we had a client that went through a situation where uh he he was able to uh stop a fraudulent Transfer of funds from one of his accounts and basically the Schwab uh, guaranteed does state exactly as you said, Uh, they'll cover 100% of losses in any of your Schwab accounts due to unauthorized activity. Now, uh, you do um, have some personal obligation there as well. Uh, it goes on to say, if you share information, your access information with anyone, we'll consider their activities to have been authorized by you. So if you were to give it to someone that you trusted at one point and uh, you changed and no longer trust them uh, for Oops. cause or without cause, um, you you uh, would do well to go ahead and change your passwords. Uh, and And, you know, it's best not to share any of that. They've got a way that you turn in. Uh, you you make claims on uh, any um, activity that you see as uh, as not authorized, and then what what happens is they go through a, uh, uh, a process of uh, investigation and determine um, what the ultimate outcome should be. But uh, we have seen uh, accounts. You know the the first thing is they they've got lots of ways to catch. Uh, fraudulent activity and and unauthorized activity before it even gets started. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Phil, you haven't had an issue like that. And but uh, uh, so what
0: happens? You get a, you get in a fight with an adult child, uh, right? And you and you've allowed them to have access.
2: Yeah, and it's not just your Schwab account, but all of your accounts. If you have issues like that, change your passwords. There is, uh, there's no other way than to, uh, to say you, you do have some personal responsibility in this. In the case that we were talking about, it was uh, somebody had intercepted email, and, you know, in those cases, more often than not, they'll catch it. All right, well, that's our show, and uh, we'll... Hey, Troy, how can people get a hold of us? 770-429-9166. Give us a call if you've got a question. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Enjoy the show, guys. Good job, Nick. Thanks, Dr. Yeah. Gene.
1: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only.